Howdy, everybody. The following is a recorded discussion with Chaplain Raymond, our Attorney General for the Republic State of Texas. We've been going over a book called The Authority of Law by Charles A. Wiseman. For the last couple days, we've been in Chapter 4, uh, enacting clauses in the publication of statute books. And today we continued with Chapter 4. Hope you enjoy. Okay, today is February 24th. We're continuing on the examples of the enacting clause being missing in the statute books. And I'll start where we left off. However, first, let me discuss today's maximum of law. The maximum of law today is a very, very important one. It is establishing a status of where you are in things. Truth, which is not sufficiently defended, defended is overpowered. Now visualize it being in a courtroom and somebody doing a weak job of presenting the facts and the other side just browbeating or whatever and the truth doesn't really get to have its full effect. So truth which is not sufficiently defended is overpowered. In addition, and he who does not disapprove, approves. So if you are the one or witnessing this, you need to speak up. Now this ties to the maxim that says if you fail to defend your rights, you lose them. So uh, they can be taken away in a given instance. Now I haven't gotten into facts and circumstances or sui juris and sui generis, which means all is not lost, but they're terribly, terribly inconvenient moments. So anyway, um, truth which is not sufficiently defended is overpowered, and he who does not disapprove, approves. Okay. Continuing where we were yesterday, um, I'm trying to figure out where I stopped. Right there on the right side where it says the Supreme Court of Arkansas. Go up a little bit. Right there? In yes. here? Yes. Uh huh. Thank you. And then that has the um, the figure corresponds with, um, let's see, on page 25, I believe, on the right side, okay. I think. Okay. All right. The Supreme Court of Arkansas, in construing what are the essentials of lawmaking and what constitutes a valid law, stated the following. A. Legislative Act. When made should be a written expression of the legislative will in evidence not only of the passage but of the authority of the lawmaking power is nearly or quite a self-evident proposition. Likewise, we regard it as necessary that every act thus expressed should show on its face the authority by which it was enacted and promulgated. 
in order that it should be clearly appear upon simple inspection of the written law that it was intended by the legislative power which enacted it that it should take effect as law. I'm going to spend a little time on this sentence because it, the way the legal structures do it, it makes it a little bit confusing maybe. But what it's saying is the authority must be stated on its face and not only at the time it's signed into law but in the documents that carry it to the people who are they it, promulgated. And in those documents in which it's carried to the people, it must not require a complicated inspection of the written law to find the enactment. If you think of some of the codes in the United States code system, you can leap and leap and leap through hundreds of pages thinking you need to search long and hard to find the enactment clause, that they obscured it and hid it somewhere. No, no, no. It must be very visible and found on simple inspection, and usually the place for it is immediately after the title. So that you look at the title of what you're reading, there you should find the enactment clause. These relate to legislative authority as evidence of the authenticity of the legislative will. These are features by which courts of justice and the public are to judge its authenticity, authenticity and validity. These then are essentials of the weightiest importance and the requirements of their observance in the enacting and promulgations of laws are absolutely imperative. Not the least important of these essentials is the style or enacting clause. The common mode by which a law is promulgated is by it being printed and published in some authorized public statute book. Thus, that mode of promulgation must show the enacting clause of each law therein on its face. That is, on the face of the law as it is printed in the book. This is the only way that the courts of justice and the public are to judge its authenticity and validity. Now let me repeat that. This is the only way that the courts of justice and the public are to judge its authenticity and validity. You can start, now, skip to uh, number 26. Got it. The decision in the Vincent case was later approved by the court in a case where a man was convicted of failing to show and that follow an animal health law, the tick eradication law. He appealed by demur on the basis that the law claimed violated in the indictment did not have an enacting clause as found in the statute book. The court said, the appellant demurred to the indictment on the ground that the facts stated do not charge a public offense. The appellant contends that Act 200 of the Acts of 1915, page 804, providing a method for putting in operation 
the tick eradication law in Pike County was void because it has no enacting clause. Appellant is correct in this contention. The act contains no enacting clause, and under the decisions of this court, such defect renders it a nullity. This is Article 5, Section 19, and Article 29, Amended 10, Constitution 1874, Vincent Adam X. B. Knox, 27, Arkansas, 266. The section of the state constitution cited by the court, Articles 5 and 19, states, The style of the laws of the state of Arkansas shall be be it enacted by the General Assembly of the State of Arkansas. The laws of the state are to bear this enacting style. Otherwise, they are not valid laws. The law in this case was missing. It is con was missing this constitutional prerequisite of an enacting clause as printed in the statute book. As such, it carried no force and effect as a law. These laws, as they are taken or cited from statute books, which have no enacting clause, cannot be used to charge someone with a public offense because they are not valid laws. In a case in Kansas, a man was indicted for violating a law making it unlawful to print and circulate scandals, assignations, and immoral conduct of persons. He was arrested upon an indictment and applied for his discharge upon habeas corpus, alleging that the act of the legislature was not properly published. The act had been published several weeks before the indictment, which publication omitted an essential part of said act, to wit, the enacting clause. The court held that the act was not properly and legally published, at the time the indictment was found, thus the act was not in force at the time the indictment was brought against the petitioner. The court also held, the publication of an act of the legislature omitting the enacting clause or any other essential part thereof is no publication in law. The law not being enforced when the indictment was found against the petitioner, nor when the acts complained of therein were done, the petitioner could not have been guilty of any crime under its provisions, and is therefore, as far as this indictment is concerned, entitled to his discharge. There was no question involved here of whether an enacting clause was used on the bill in the legislature. The fact that the law was published without one was sufficient to render it void or invalid. Thus, a publication of an act omitting the enacting clause is not a valid publication of the act. If the required statement of authority is not on the face of the law, it is not a law that has any force and effect. Such a published law cannot be used on indictments or complaints to charge persons with a crime for its violation. This decision was upheld and affirmed by the court in 1981 when it said, 
In the case of, in Ree Swartz Petitioner, 47 Kansas, 157, 27, PA 39, this court found the act in question was invalid because it had been mistakenly published without an, an enacting clause. We again adhere to the dictates of that opinion. Thus, whatever is published without an enacting clause is void, as it lacks the required evidence or statement of authority. Such a law lacks proof that it came from the authorized source spelled out in the Constitution. And it is not a valid publication to which the public is obligated to give any credence. You can go on to 28. 27 has the um, the figures that were on this page. I see. Well, here up in the corner is the act that lacked an enacting clause. And 200. And here it shows that Arkansas usually includes an enacting clause. This is another act, 277. I think the same is true here for Kentucky. Okay. Now I'm going to page 28. Yes. In the law text, ruling case law is a section that deals with the requirements of statutes, and under the subheading, publication of statute, it says, the publication of a statute without the enacting clause is no publication. A publication of a statute book without the title and enacting clause on the laws therein is incomplete or invalid publication. Just like a publication of a book or magazine article is incomplete without the title and author's name. It's just a nameless body of words. When a law in Kentucky was claimed to be void because it was found to have no enacting clause, the Court of Appeals of Kentucky read the entire law, Chapter 68 from the statute book, and then said, It will be noticed that the Act does not contain an enacting clause. The alleged Act or law in question is unnamed. It shows no sign of authority. It carries with it no evidence that the General Assembly or any other lawmaking power is responsible or answerable for it. The law was thus declared void because of the fact that the Act appeared in the statute book without an enacting clause. Likewise, <laughs> excuse me, the alleged laws in the U.S. Code or the state revised statutes are unnamed. They show no sign of authority on their face. There is no evidence that they came from Congress or a state legislature. <laughs> I need a cough button. An acting clause has been deliberately removed from these laws. And they thus are only nameless decrees without authority. Can I read that again? 
This is the U.S. Code and state revised statutes are unnamed. They show no sign of authority on their face. There is no evidence that they came from Congress or a state legislature. The enacting clause has been deliberately removed from these laws, and they thus are only nameless decrees without authority. The Supreme Court of South Carolina said that in order for bills to have the force of law, they must have an enacting clause showing the authority by which they are promulgated. Thus, the publication of a law must display its enacting authority. The Kentucky case above was cited later by the same court when it found that an enacting clause was missing from Chapter 129 of the Sections Act for 1934. Regarding this omission, the court said, By oversight and mistake, the constitutionally required enacting clause was omitted from the Act, thereby rendering it illegal and invalid. The law in question was to consolidate the county offices of sheriff and jailer, which was deemed to be ineffectual in accomplishing its objective because it was published without an enacting clause for some unknown reason. In a case in Montana, the validity of a statute in a statute book, Chapter 199, Laws of 1937, was being questioned because it had a faulty or insufficient enacting clause. The state Supreme Court held the law invalid, stating, The measure comes before this court in the condition we find it in the duly authorized volume of the Session Laws of 1937 and in determining whether Chapter 199 is invalid or not, we are confronted with a factual situation. It is entirely immaterial how the de facto enacting clause happens to be a part of the measure. Here again, the invalidity of the law due to its defective enacting clause was judged by its condition as it was published in the statute books of the state. The law had the enacting clause, be it enacted by the people of Montana, but this now was only to be used for measures initiated by the people. Laws passed by the legislature were to have a different enacting clause, be it enacted by the legislative assembly of the state of Montana. As this was a legislative enactment, it was void for having the wrong enactment clause. Be it enacted by the people, be it enacted by the legislative. Is this my last page? Uh, no, we still have a few more, but um. Uh, oh, this is the last one for today. Let's see. Yeah, I, I didn't find I, any. Yeah, I didn't go beyond that. I guess. Um, okay. Page, well, it's plenty. Yeah, yeah. Thirty through thirty-three is going to be the last of this chapter. Okay. 
Now, when you see this thing uh, repeated and repeated and repeated, it really is giving you difference in styles. For example, the one we just looked at was being enacted by the people, where it should have said being enacted by the legislature. Both are valid in, uh, in that state. Uh, Montana. Now, are there any questions with regard to this material up to this point? If not, I think it's pretty straightforward and we're just getting this on the record and enumerated so it's available to everyone. We, um, so with no objections, I'll go ahead and have the recording stop and we can get into discussion.